0: Is going on, investors. We are back with another episode of Let It Grow Investing. Thank you for joining me. And uh, as always, there is quite a bit of news going on out there. Uh, but first off, just wanted to say thank you. And, uh, you know, we're going to get into some different stuff of what's on top of my mind. Uh, ultimately, we're looking at uh, a, a big rally in the past couple of days here as I'm recording on Wednesday we've got uh china going ahead and saying that they want to boost some economic development by taking some concrete actions uh that's their words to really move things forward and, and kind of play nice with uh some of the stocks out there so the uh some of the different china etfs are just rallying today they are in full-on rally mode uh you know we've got alibaba up 22 percent as i'm looking at it we've got neo up uh, around the same uh, Baidu is making similar movements, so a lot of different uh, gainers out there, and we are on track for the largest single-day gain in uh, the Chinese ETFs when we're looking at uh, the K-Web, which is a uh, a Chinese um, ETF, which basically is just going to track the Chinese stocks and uh, going to give you that exposure. So if you were looking to get in on something like that, um, you know, if some of these actions actually go through, that has uh, some room to run as far as I'm concerned. A lot of these companies are are way undervalued. Uh, and I, I don't think we're out of the woods yet, though, with uh, knowing what China is going to do. Ultimately, if this is a long term uh, play or if it's just going to be something where they're they're saying it and then they're going to do something else. We've seen that time and time again. So you know we're still playing with a little bit of fire. I did buy a couple Alibaba shares on that big dip on Monday, so I did do some buying there. Uh, I think I added a couple shares in Neo as well. So just a little bit of buying. Um, ultimately, it's just kind of a, a names or two names that got a little too cheap for me, and I thought the the fears of them uh, or the USD listing with those because they were some bad actors. Was a little bit overblown. I think they were going after others and these got kind of pulled into the crossfire. Uh, so ultimately, I, I went ahead and purchased a couple of those. I, I haven't really been buying Alibaba in a while, um, but Neo, you know, I've been adding to as well. So that being said, uh, we're still uncertain. There is uh, some positive talk, which is definitely good. There's also some positive talk. Uh, in Russia, Ukraine, I, I know we had quite a few problems over there still, the, uh, the bombing and uh, attacks have not really let up. But uh, they had some talks at the border where Ukraine said that uh, Russia ultimately was open to discussing some, uh, some future and some ways to, to resolve this. And uh, really, we, we saw the, the market rally two days um, you know, last time on Monday's episode, I said, you know, we're going to have that spring forward in the market. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that that was right. Obviously, two episodes back, we said oh, we headed to do a recession. So there's some give and take there. Uh, ultimately, I, I think that uh, we are reaching that bottom, uh, assuming that nothing else goes crazy wrong. So Assuming that uh, China's Follow some of the rules. They don't invade uh, Taiwan and some of the problems at uh, the Ukrainian-Russian border. Hopefully, that doesn't spill over into uh, Poland or any other countries, and we can kind of work forward. Uh, I really am hopeful about that. And we're going to talk in a little bit about what I would be doing if I had $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 to invest right now. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, yeah, the the Russia problem is definitely still out there. Oil is steadying down a bit. I've seen a lot of calls that uh, costs are getting um, brought back down. I know oil, the crude is is off of those highs, so that definitely is a is a good thing. And uh, we'll see ultimately where we go from there. Uh, I would like to see it come back down, you know, stateside, but also don't want to uh, give Russia any more power with uh, you know buying any of their oil. Hopefully we can get china to not be uh, on their side and really kind of fund their military we're definitely seeing some problems there and hopefully that does not happen hopefully we can kind of separate those two keep them in their own corner and uh, deal with each problem independently and they don't kind of team up because i think that would certainly bring uh, a a different angle different perspective into the market that would certainly cause more of a sell-off um so that being said, now I was saying that, uh, you know, a couple episodes back we were talking Lockheed. We were talking defense spending and I know I had sold off a couple shares and basically I'm I'm fairly happy with that decision. I, I think that uh, there's it definitely ran up too too fast, which we had talked about when when things run up too quick, you know, 30, 40 percent in a, in a matter of a month. Uh, especially in large uh, large cap, blue chip names, we certainly have to look to take a profit if, uh, if it's that position is really getting too big from what you wanted, or if you're ultimately looking to put that money into another play that maybe wasn't trading so well during that time frame. Uh, now, I did that. I sold off, a, like I said, about 10% of my Lockheed, 10% of my L3 Harris and uh kind of put that into other names now we're seeing those come back down not because the uh the war is ending we are seeing some uh some different things there but uh with lockheed the f-35s and you know government is going to be one of their uh number one clients yes they do sell abroad but uh us government had gone ahead and said that they are only going to be or they're ordering 30 what was it 33 less uh f-35 jets so we've got uh definitely some pullback in how much the u.s is spending on defense and that is kind of hurting everyone in that space uh so you know they they got up to 479.99 on the seventh which uh i was probably going to trim more in that 480 490 range we did not get there uh, so ultimately i sold off that 10 percent, and now we're watching it come back down to 418, you know, just uh, a week and a half later. So, you know, we're, we're down uh, 60 bucks in in that short amount of time. So I'm glad I sold off some. And uh, ultimately, if this got back into the, the upper, you know, 370 ish range where we had found some support before, that could be a, a point where I might add to this one. But uh, there's so many different names out there right now that are on sale. Uh, whether you're looking for growth or you're looking for dividends there's a lot of different names that uh it really makes it hard to know where am I going to put my money where do I want to get my money uh in to to make some some gains here you know so I had said what well one I'm thinking you know do I do I really move some money and do I hit it heavy right now i'm I'm kind of starting to lean to that I'll uh, First off, well, one we did have a death cross. We did have that 200-day uh, drop below the uh, the 50-day, and uh, we we saw some problems there. But we bounced back through that, and uh, you know now I'm really looking like where where are we going to go the second half of this year? Ultimately, I, I think that uh, I think that a lot of these problems are going to resolve themselves. Um, at least a few of them. will. we need some positive catalyst. That's really what I'm thinking. And right now, I, I think so much fear is baked into this. With uh, the the Fed hiking the rates today, hopefully that's a quarter point. That's what they've told us. That's what they've uh, broadcasted. You know, basically it's already been said without actually doing it. And uh, you know, that brings up a, a, a certain set of circumstances. We're looking at uh, you know the the cost of capital is going to be more expensive. So they're going to uh, kind of pump the brakes on the uh, on the economy. So if you need to go and borrow some money to buy a home, ultimately, that money is going to cost you more. So the uh, the prices of homes could come down because, you know, the amount of money that people have on a monthly payment would more of it would go to interest. So if that's the case and same thing with credit cards, you know, you're paying more for your credit card rates. So if if you are able to afford less goods and services, and more of it's going to interest, that's also going to affect how much we spend. Uh, So now that being said, that's just one of the many problems that could be resolved. You know, I think that fear has been baked in because of the fact that we've heard it so long. We've heard, you know, you know, up to five, six, seven rate hikes this year or this cycle, and ultimately we're we're on number one. So we know that the the situation is going to get slowed down, but uh, then where are we looking? And uh, when I'm looking to put this money in right now, I still do see a lot of uh, growth names that are still attractive to me to for the long term. But uh, like I said, I do see names that are more on the dividend side that are also attractive. And I've been looking at names. Uh, you know, we've talked about fuel, We've talked about banks making more money. We've talked about uh, some different travel stocks kind of coming back as uh, people are, you know, fully vaccinated or the re- lockdown restrictions are lifted. International travel is kind of back in play. Uh, but I still like domestic names with a lot of the fears out there. So I'm looking at names that aren't doing a lot of, uh, Um, Well, when it's banks, I'm, you know, not names that are going to be heavily invested into areas in uh, developing countries and in and around China or Russia and even in Europe. You know, some of those are a little bit off uh, kilter right now as well. So I don't really want to touch those. So I'm looking at names of banks that are, you know, smaller local banks, Uh, you know, off the top of my head. Bank of the Ozarks, uh, some Canadian banks look pretty attractive. Or simply just larger uh, American banks as well, uh, and then we've got names that are more in that pharmaceutical place, uh, where I'm looking at uh, names like Johnson and Johnson. And why am I looking there? I'm looking uh, because I think that they have names and businesses that are going to really work well in this environment. You know, they've got pharmaceuticals, they've got devices, and they've got uh, the consumer brands and when i'm looking at pharma i don't think people are going to stop taking their medication simply because the cost of gas is higher or you know things like that you know going to the beach is going to be a couple dollars more i think people are still going to take their medication uh, like they were before um so then we're we're looking at devices people are still going to be needing uh the the different um you know if we're looking at medtronic or different uh hip replacements or heart uh, conditions or things like that, where we're going to still need this, uh, uh, these surgeries and these things to happen in order to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Uh, and then when we're looking at the consumer brands, we're looking at, uh, you know, Neosporin and Band-Aids and different things that, uh, people are still going to go out and, you know, kids are going to scrape their knee or whatever. That's not going to change, you know? So those are going to be the names that I still think are going to do well. Uh, oil. I do think we will probably get a cooling on some of the uh, other producers, Um, similar to Lockheed. We saw that Lockheed ran up. We saw Chevron and others run up as well. And now I'm thinking that that might stabilize because it's run up so hard. Um, So we really got to be mindful as to where it is, what the exposure of these companies are, and ultimately where we want to put that money to play. And you know, for me, I'm still seeing a lot of the same names. And granted, these are the ones that I kind of look at the most. So I'm obviously going to be, have my eyes on these a little bit more, but uh, these are kind of be the names where I'm really looking to put that money to play, where consumer staples, uh, banking, pharmaceuticals, uh, you know, and even companies like Costco or Procter and Gamble, I still think they're going to do well locally and uh in that near term i, I think they have a, a better chance to weather the storm and ultimately to break out higher so that's really where i want to put some money to work and I'm, I'm not saying that growth is off the table for me i still think that a lot of these names uh when i'm looking i still think amazon or google is still a good buy uh i still think that disney could could do well one they got travel two they've got uh, disney plus and uh, a growing Uh, consumer base there and ultimately i think the travel will come back so that's kind of what i'm looking at and uh when we come back here we're going to talk about maybe how we would break down uh between dividend names growth names and even some crypto mixed in there uh so when we get back we'll uh cover that real quick all right guys we are back here so um real real quick I just wanted to say that we do have the links in the description if you are getting started please go ahead and use my link to uh, go ahead and get your uh, either your crypto or your brokerage account started on uh, ETrade, weeble uh, crypto.com and uh, and binance we've got uh, the the four links there in the description uh, also we've got the uh, the let it grow investing page we are currently uh, on week... 12, we on week 12, yeah, week 12 of the uh investing challenge. We're putting $200 in every week on uh on Mondays, and we are voting on which stock that you guys want to see us uh add to the the Webull portfolio. Uh, and I will be buying $200 worth every Monday for the for the year for 2022, and uh, it's going to be what the group decides. So I definitely need your votes over there. Uh, we are actually coming back up on this uh this weeble portfolio we were down about 13 percent overall uh, we've cut those losses we're down about seven and a third percent uh, up 2.2 percent today so we had uh some some changes here we had all red except for Iron Mountain last time and now MGM is up eight uh, percent since we bought it on Monday which is a uh, definitely a nice rally I guess we did spring forward a little bit there qQq is up about two percent. Uh, Overall, Ethereum's up about 5%, Microsoft is up, and uh, we still do have some some big losers here. Um, Still on Ford, Shopify, NVIDIA are still down. But uh, overall, I do think we have a great chance to really rebound in the second half of the year. Uh, Like I said, pending that, uh, nothing else goes crazy wrong. But uh, yeah, so we were looking at... How would we invest? Uh, say we wanted to move, you know, a, a sizable chunk of money—ten grand, twenty grand, or or more, whatever. Uh, we, if we really wanted to to push the envelope right now, if we're really going to call a bottom, and uh, we think things are going to get better, or we want to get some dividends going, how would we split this up? Now, I really think a lot of this depends on your age. Uh, a lot of it's going to depend on your your timeline or how much money you even have saved in your account at this point. You know, if you're uh, 65, but you got, uh, I don't know, say $10 million saved and, you, you know, you really don't have to go for for dividends. Maybe you're just playing some uh, some growth. You just really want to have uh, a, a big, big year, you know. So it's going to depend on age and how much you've got saved. If you're really trying to uh, you know, build that portfolio into a retirement to where you've got, uh, I don't know, 40, 50 grand in dividends coming in in a year, kind of replace some of that income that you might lose when you are going into retirement. There's certainly different ways that I would play it. Uh, vice versa, same thing if you're, if you're young enough, but uh, if you're looking to retire at the time you're 50... You might play it different than someone who's going to be working until they're 65 or don't ever plan to retire. They want to work until, uh, you know, the time they're going to kick the bucket, I'll say. So you got to take a lot of this into account into your own situation. And this is not financial advice. This is kind of how I'm looking to go forward. Uh, Should I decide to move some some real money over and stop the, the smaller dollar cost averaging, which we've still been doing? uh, like I said, one the $200 a week into a name or simply what I'm kind of seeing and what I'm eyeing up. You know, we've been buying, uh, some of the Chinese stocks. We've been buying some of the, uh, Nvidia, things like that. You know, if we really want to get heavy, where are we looking to go? Um, now, uh, on the, on the dividend side of things, um, I, like I said, I'm still looking at, uh, a couple names I just jotted down here as I'm kind of thinking, Hey, what are, uh, are really American companies? Some of these kind of uh, venture off that a little bit. But uh, what are people going to have to have? Even if we hit a recession, what's going to pay me through that downturn? And uh, I came up with these names. And so I, I looked pharmaceutical. I was looking Johnson & Johnson. Uh, you're going to get some dividend there. And uh, ultimately, I think that that's going to trade higher as we uh, as we go forward here. And then I looked at uh, another pharmaceutical or uh, bioscience type company. I was looking at uh, Gilead Sciences. So currently at 57, I I do think that they're way undervalued. We've got uh, about 23% of price uh, target upside. So, and this one's also going to give you a a pretty hefty dividend right now. It's about 5% and it's uh, it's not a REIT. So pretty low PE, 11.8. And uh, good earnings, low beta, and ultimately another company that I think is going to kind of weather the storm well. I think they've already been beat down. I think they've got some some good upside, and uh, you know, it's probably one that I think will will weather any type of storm going forward. Uh, but then we look at bank stocks. I know I had said. Looking mainly, you know, some smaller banks. Uh, this one is not a smaller bank. It's got uh, $334 billion of market cap, and that name is Bank of America. Uh, another PE of 11.6, 2% dividend. Uh, it does have some upside. There's going to be some other banks with more upside, uh, but this one is 21%. So that's definitely nice. I know cities are higher at uh, 30%. Uh, they do have a little bit more Russian exposure. So that one didn't... Uh, didn't make my little short list here, just uh you know, back of the paper, nothing, nothing crazy. And one that I didn't even think about, Blackstone BX. Uh BX is always treating me well. It's one that I got into really early. Uh, I think I've said it before, my my cost basis is like 40 bucks and it's currently 115. Uh, but it has paired back a lot. It was up near uh probably about one upper 140s, I'm gonna say. And now it's got about 31% of upside. So that one I didn't even jot down, but uh, 3.7% of dividend. And uh, they did do some uh, acquisitions of uh, One Manhattan West. Uh, They're buying 49% of that from Brookfield Assets. Um, So yeah, that one was kind of been off my radar, but I have seen that price come down. 13.4 PE on that. And that one is still uh, one that has, like I said, treated me well. And uh, I do think that they'll probably get back to those those recent highs. Uh, Now, we went to uh, Bank of the Ozarks, which is going to be a smaller bank, local bank. And this was just an idea. I I didn't really break down every small bank. Uh, But this one, 2.7% of yield, a 9.8 on the P.E., Uh, trading about middle of the range on the 52 week. And, uh, yeah, another 21% of upside on this. Um, then I I saw this one. I didn't write down either. Clorox Clorox has set a new yearly low. I believe I believe they're down about, uh, 16% on the year and yeah, about only about 12% of upside. This one was just kind of off the top of my head. PE is very high on that though at a 65%. Three and a half percent of dividend. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we I know the uh, talks of COVID outbreaks and Clorox tends to do well. So if we get another variant, we might see that one rally up. Um, but yeah, definitely if, if you're in that space and you like those names, um, could be one that does well. I'm sure their, their raw material costs are probably going up pretty substantially as well. So that one might be uh, a little bit harder to, to play. And then if we are looking at airlines, um, you know, I do like more of the uh, the smaller airlines. I guess when you're looking at some of the larger ones, American or Delta, those uh, might might do well. Also, Uh, some of the foreign exposure might uh, not not treat them as well. I was looking at Alaska Air um, and then I just popped over to Delta. I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, Delta's got a 36 percent upside. Uh, but yeah, when I go back over to Alaska, what do we got there? Uh, also 36% of upside. And one that I think if uh, that domestic travel or, you know, they, they do a little bit more continental uh, North America, uh, you know, that one could do well. Also uh, PE of 14 on that versus Deltas is quite a bit higher. I just look at that one. It is 84. So Alaska has that PE valuation where I think that, that downside is going to be limited with that lower PE. You're kind of getting into that bargain territory of stocks, which is certainly nice. Um, so that that's another option for a local, uh, smaller airline that could uh, do well with people getting back out to traveling. You know, even businesses kind of getting back into the swing of uh, business travel, uh, that sort of thing. And then the the final final two were. Well, we had Target, which could have some more supply chain problems and cost of labor going up. So there's some other problems there, but uh, you still get a 1.6% of dividend and 25% of upside. Uh, so that one, I still think there's going to be a lot of items that people are still going to go there for. Uh, it's going to be similar to my 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 kind of thoughts on Costco, where a lot of people are still going to need all these items, uh, whether it be food, medicine, clothes uh you know consumer staples type things so similar thought on target and costco and then procter and gamble which is you know going to be your uh, household cleaning soaps uh detergents things like that and that one is uh, at 149 currently about 13 and a half percent of upside but uh 2 and a third percent of dividend so some different names there that i think you could certainly add to a, uh, a safer portfolio. Now, for me, when I'm looking at these, I'm looking maybe 40% uh, dividend, 40% growth, and maybe 20% uh, crypto, maybe more on the crypto, maybe a third, a third, a third, if I broke it down like that. So maybe if I were putting 10,000 in, 3,300, and kind of break it up into each kind of sector, or uh, kind of my diversified approach here, if you will, to where I've got a third into uh, value and dividend, a third into that growth names, and then a third into crypto. Uh, I do think that crypto could have a uh, a pretty substantial run from here. It's definitely consolidated, and we've been kind of hovering around that uh, 37 to 42 in Bitcoin. Uh, Ethereum has been around that 26 to 2700, and uh, it really hasn't wanted to break that here recently, even when some of the, the red days on the stock market. So uh, I'm definitely bullish in that space. Plus, I still stake those coins and I'm getting uh, on a flexible lockup on crypto.com, Ethereum. I think I'm getting four and a half percent. And that is with my green card and uh, the, the crypto, my emerald card, not not travel green card. Um, so I'm getting more on the staking side of that. So it is kind of like a dividend play-ish, I'll say. Not really dividends, but interest. And that definitely helps uh, hold those coins. And then ultimately, I think I'm going to get some some really good growth at one point. Uh, in the near future, I, th- I think those will rally. But so then if I'm looking at uh, some growth, say we want to get some growth. We don't want uh, things that really aren't profitable yet. I know I've been buying some of those too. But uh, if I'm looking at kind of larger cap growth that I think can do really well, and these are going to be people that I think they're going to pass these costs down either to their customers in the way of uh, higher advertising prices or in the names of uh, some of the fintechs, we're going to see some of the different credit card rates go up. Uh, Amazon's going to bump up the, the Prime membership. We're seeing all these things kind of get uh, passed down. Uh, so the ones with the staying power, the ones that have done really well and continue to do that, I think that's where most people probably should be, especially if you're trying to be a little bit safer right now. Uh, granted, if, if you're, you know, throw caution to the wind, there's tons of uh, growth stocks that are just completely bargain basement prices, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, just six names that uh, I really saw that have been beat up in the way of growth, that's larger cap. Uh, Visa, I do think that one can do well here. Uh, Amazon, we've got uh, some different catalysts in the way of that stock split and uh, some some different things that have been going on with Amazon. We've got Google also doing a stock split. So that one made my list. Um, And then we had PayPal, Apple, NVIDIA. Um, I still think that Apple kind of made that cycle from, 140 150 up to that 180 range now they're trading back down to where they were they gave a lot of those gains back and uh you get that half percent of dividend which really really doesn't matter on this name but that pe is at a 25 which is pretty decent for a, a big tech company like apple you've got 22 and a half percent of upside and uh let's pop over to nvidia uh got uh who quite a bit more of upside there. So you're going to get some of these larger upside on uh on the tech names. They've been beat down a little bit heavier. And I think a lot of people think they're going to come back. Uh so they're currently 242, which I mean I was really trying to buy in that 230 range, but they're up $12.50 today. So uh you might want to let it settle back down. Uh but yeah 45 and a half percent of upside on NVIDIA. So that's definitely awesome. PayPal I'm I still like this name. Some of their uh partnership with Amazon. That was another thing that Amazon kind of had going for them is uh, some different uh, ways for people to do some purchasing. And uh, still, I think they're going to pass those costs down to the customers. Even the people who are selling, they're going to make more money every which way they can. But PayPal has a uh, a 73% upside. I think it's way too cheap. I've said that for a while. I, I bought the dip and kept dipping. I bought that dip, it kept dipping, but uh, now I, I definitely think that we are getting to the point where it is consolidating around this uh, $100 uh, a share price point. And uh, I'll continue to to average into this one. So maybe not one that you want to uh, dump all your money into. Uh, I think some of the other ones might be a little bit safer. Uh, PayPal is going to have more upside. But uh, even Amazon, when we're looking at Amazon, Forty percent of upside on Amazon. That's what we're seeing from uh, from the analysts. You know, we've got price points from thirty six hundred to about five thousand. So, from from three thousand dollars, even the the low end is up twenty percent. The the high price target is up sixty six and a third percent. So definitely some big money to be made out there. Um, like I said, Amazon, Google. You're gonna get the stock splits. And uh, the 20, I think they're both 20 to one even. And then PayPal, uh, Apple, NVIDIA, even some of the chip makers. I know there's some problems with uh, a lot of the different materials coming out of Russia. But uh, ultimately, I think I would go about uh, a mixture of these. You know, we get some of the more uh, the higher dividends on some of the the safer names that I mentioned. But uh, then you've got a lot of room for growth in some of these in these big names that are uh, in that growth area. And, you know, if you want more growth, I mean, there's there's tons of those also. We'll probably have to cover those on another episode. But, uh, you know, we, we've also talked about crypto. I'm still looking at the big two. I, I know that uh, a lot of people are looking at some of the smaller coins right now. But uh, for me, I'm still looking Bitcoin, Ethereum. I'm up, uh, let's see, my crypto.com app. I'm up about 6% on the day, 65 as it refreshes. And, uh, you know, we're still down from where we were. So I I think this is a great time to build a position. And uh, if you're on there, you can, like I said, you can stake your coins, uh, even in a flexible lockup where you can take your money out at any point in time, sell it, trade it, uh, you know, move it back to your bank account, whatever you want to do with it. Or you can do a one month or three month lockup to where you can't touch those coins for that amount of time. Uh, you do get more on the way of interest. It's quite a bit more on Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin flexible for me is like 2% and the three month is about 6.5% versus Ethereum. I think it's four and six and a half, maybe something like that. Uh, So you do get more on a a longer lockup of Bitcoin. Uh, I think NFTs could start rallying. I'm not a big NFT person, but uh, that could certainly uh, fuel some of the stuff going on out there. And uh, that's pretty much what I'm looking at right now. So if I'm, if I'm bullish, I, I, I feel I'm, I'm fairly bullish from here. Uh, a lot of that downside, a lot of the fear has been cooked in. And, uh, ultimately I, th- I think we got some room to run. So, like I said, some of these PEs are way down. Uh, some of the price targets are way up, kind of come up with that balanced approach that is going to work for you. Going to work for your age, your timeline, your risk, your, uh, everything you got going make sure you're sitting down and putting pencil to paper say uh you know if if i had uh even even five thousand dollars or you know fifty thousand dollars where am i looking to break that up if i want to do it um you know if you got a smaller amount of money it might make sense to put it into some etfs uh that kind of cover some of these different uh you know dividend names and then a, a qqq to cover some of the growth names uh like i said they've all been beat down uh and i think it's a good time to maybe get into them maybe get into them a bit heavier that's what i'm really thinking i want to do right now is really put some money to work and uh look at some of these different names that are uh really traded lower and still with the the crypto i'm, I'm still thinking those got a long way to run too especially when uh a lot of the different currencies out there aren't really treating the people who own it too well with rising inflation, uh, you know, a lot of geopolitical risks. So I, I think a lot of people might be um, trying to accumulate these coins. And then when the, uh, the U.S. comes out and really comes up with that plan as to what we're going to do with digital assets, uh, I think that could certainly further that uh, the need and the desire to want to own these. And uh, that could help as well. So a lot of different factors that might come into play, uh, some potential catalysts. And I think a lot of that fear is just kind of getting pushed out. Um, you know, we're, we're getting to that point where there's not too much more fear you can throw at us. It's all, it's all on the table right now, but, uh, that's what I got. And then, uh, I do need the votes on the, uh, the week 12 challenge. Uh, I don't think I mentioned the stocks earlier that we were looking at, but those are going to be Volta, the, uh, the charging play for EVs. We've got the Honest Company and we've got Corsair Gaming. We've got Planet 13 and we've got the IWM iShares Russell 2000 ETF. So VLTA, HNST, CRSR, PLNHF, and IWM. So please make sure to vote those up on the Let It Grow Investing uh, page on Facebook, and I will catch you guys in the next one. Take care. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell, and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on ETrade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started you can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage until next time let's get invested and let it grow